Welcome to Personal Podcaster, the place where you learn how to create a podcast to develop your career. I'm your host, Angela Chong. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Podcaster. I'm your host, Angela Chong. Today, I am joined by Dan Sanchez. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for being on the show. It's great to be here, Angela. You are the guru of marketing for Sweetfish, and I couldn't think of a better person to interview to talk about personal branding than you. So let's dive right in and start with what is a personal brand and why should people care? I have to start off with the fact that I feel like I am, I am no expert on building personal brands yet. <laughs> I, I've dug into it a lot for myself. I'm digging into a lot on a process so that we can walk a lot of our employees or about, it's about half our employees that are in our evangelist program here at Sweetfish Media. Um, so there's a lot of wrestling, a lot of thinking and reading and studying, kind of playing with it. Um, but I make no claims to be the guru or expert of personal brand, but naturally after digging with it and playing with it and then experimenting a lot over the last year with my own personal like profile out on LinkedIn, I've developed some ideas, some thoughts that are, I don't know, that are more of a hypothesis right now that I'm testing and working on. Um, some of it's working, some of it's still has yet to, yet to, uh, I don't know, be, be seen through. I've benefited greatly from your thoughts on LinkedIn and you have a three-part mini-series that people can look at how to up their LinkedIn game, which was very enjoyable. Why would professionals benefit from having a personal brand? What do you think? So let's start off with what a personal brand is versus what it isn't. Um, there's a lot of advice floating around on LinkedIn, especially, that you just need to be you. You're like, okay, that sounds right. Why would I be somebody else? Sure. Um, <laughs> There's a problem with that. Like if, if we're just us and we don't change anything about the way we post or the way we behave on, on any, anywhere, it's kind of like, okay, then we're just going about things haphazardly. And then you have to ask yourself, is that working for you? Mm -hmm. If you're rising in the amount of influence that you would like to see, then great. Then you don't have to change a thing. But most of us are like, well, no, but I want to do better. Well, okay, then we have to do something. You have to do something differently. You have to act a little bit differently. And that's okay. Honestly, I feel like who we are now um, is better than probably who we were in the past and who we can be in the future is better than who we are now. So I'm always aiming for a better version of myself, even if I'm trying to be me, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to pretend to be somebody else. I actually think it's even better to emulate people to learn and grow and figure out which parts of you are there. A personal brand is really you just taking the parts of you that you want to show to the world. You don't have to put out everything. You can, some people do, mm -hmm. but you have to ask yourself, is that going to be helpful to others? Does mm -hmm. everybody want to know about what I ate for breakfast this morning? Probably not, but they might want to know a few personal items about you. Like I like to talk, I just picked a few, I just figured it would be better to pick a few things. So even I myself, and I encourage all the evangelists on our team that want to start like having developing a personal brand, just pick a few things that are personal to you that you freaking love. Some things that are broad that everybody loves, some things that are just kind of unique to you. Like for me, I love Disney, man. I love Pixar. I love Star Wars. I love all the things Disney does and put them all together. I love going into the parks and I get more excited interacting with like Disney stuff than my kids do. 
I'm like that dad, front row. Oh, oh, pick me. Ah, ah. <laughs> Didn't see that. I want to be the soldier. Um, yeah. For all the Disney fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. that's one thing. I like yerba mate, which is a drink that hardly anybody's talk talks about. I'm here, stand, I'm like sitting here with a, a cup with this like metal straw and it. it's like this loose leaf tea i'm a fan i love this drink i drink it every day and for those who know what it is they're like ah i got you man there's been there's literally been a few people that are like wait is that yerba mate <gasps> and then we talk for five minutes about like yerba mate and then we get back into it but to that person i now have a personal connection that's different than everybody else because we're both into this random thing mm-hmm. um so those kinds of things kind of molding who you are to the outside again none of it's illegitimate all of it's true to you but you are being picky about what you're actually displaying and you're trying to be intentional intentional about how you're being perceived right it's all uniquely you but it's not the whole you so that leads into a great next question of how how do you frame all of those intentional little details about yourself and not have that seem manipulative or feel manipulative I mean, in a way it is manipulative, but it's not manipulative in a bad way. It's manipulative in a good way. All marketing right. is because all marketing is persuasion. Mm. The, tr- the trick is, are you persuading somebody to do good in the world? Or are you persuading them to do bad? So mm. that's why as a marketer, I find, and maybe there's probably people listening to this that aren't marketers, but as a marketer, I'm always trying to find and work for companies that have something uniquely good. You know, a point of view that's good, a message that's good, and a product or service that's really good. Are you trying to be helpful? Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to be the most helpful to people, then it's, it's yes, it's being manipulative because you're trying to be memorable. So yes, you were trying to change the way someone perceives you. And that's okay. We're doing it all the time anyway. Do it to help be the most helpful. Honestly, I find that building a personal brand is really just considerate. Mm-hmm. If you're there to be helpful, And I don't mean just be helpful because you're posting content. You wanted everybody to follow you. Like you're there to even be helpful one-to-one as much as you can. If someone has a question, you give them long answers. If someone wants to talk, like, I don't know. I don't talk to everybody. You just ask for like a random conversation on LinkedIn, on Zoom. But if they ask a specific question, I usually will shoot them a long loop video with an explanation. Um, So if you're there to do good then building a personal brand is really just considerate. You are making yourself more easily, making yourself more memorable and usually making it more fun, right? You're making it more less businessy and then you're making it more, um, the third point would be, you're just making it more personable. You're giving them a few pieces to kind of hook onto. Okay, that's really interesting. I've never heard of a positive spin on manipulation. (laughs) To be honest, I guess manipulation, I don't know. I'd have to Google it to see like what the, if, if manipulation as a word is always bad, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it might always be bad. It certainly has the connotation that it's always bad. It's really persuasion, but the difference between right. persuasion and manipulation is kind of like, eh, it's pretty fuzzy. That'll be an interest that that's a good deep dive. I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> do that. A couple of reasons why you would want a personal brand. Okay. Um, generally, if you want a personal brand, you're already thinking about putting yourself out there. So it's easier to build an audience. And I feel weird calling them an audience because on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, they're not really an audience. They're really like my friends. Um, so even I'll call them out as my friends because like I'm connecting with them. We're having conversations. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a group of people that know 
trust and like you, <laughs> right? So you get more of those, you get more friends in life because if they can remember you and have a positive memory of interacting with you, it just means you're gonna have a lot more friends. Um, and friends, gosh, there's so many benefits to just having a large group of friends, right? That can help in so many ways later on, whether you need to hire one of them, uh, be hired by one of them, um, get advice from one, be able to help them when they're in need, um, mm -hmm. so many benefits. And it has huge implications for your career because of that. You get, it's easier to also influence at a larger scale. You can influence, like if you have a particular point of view and you want to see change come across from that point of view, it's easier mm -hmm. to do it because you have more friends to communicate with. You can get the message out there more easily. Like right now I do it just for podcasting. I think more businesses need to start podcasts because I think it's a way more fun and way more effective way of doing marketing. Would you primarily say building a personal brand is on social media or can this be done in real life or what do you think yeah people have been doing it for a really long time way before social media i mean the most usually famous people are actively doing it right actors actresses basketball stores are always like they hire people to help help them guide and like mold their personal brands long before social media it's just that like more people are thinking about the whole thing now because more of us are have our own little spotlights. They're way smaller than Shaq, but they are spotlights, right? We're out there in the open. Um, before it was like going to conferences and networking events and it all had to be in person. Right. Or if you were getting covered by the press in some way. Um, that was all personal branding type of stuff, but now it's so much more frequent. And we're all kind of like mini us incorporated. We're all like little businesses walking around because a lot of us move between contracting and working full-time and starting our own side hustles. We're all three at the same time. You never know. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, so a lot more of us are thinking about it. What are your top three steps to begin forming your personal brand? We kind of covered the why basically, yep. but now let's get into the how. Gosh, there's so many different routes to building a personal brand, but this is kind of like my my favorite one, or like what I would start with first. One, you need to find out just who are you trying to get in front of? Like, who are you trying to become friends with? What group? And what's your main aim? Like, are you trying to sell something? Nothing wrong with that. If you, as long as you have something that's good and noble and worth selling. So who, who are you trying to get a hold of? And then what, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get a job? Are you trying to get a promotion? Are you trying to grow your influence so that you can do a bunch of different things? Or maybe you're just trying to make a lot of friends because you don't know what you want to do in the future. You don't have to actually even have a goal, but try to figure out who, what the audience is, because that's going to determine what your topic is. So first step, figuring out who you want to influence, step one. Step two, figure out what you want, like how can you help them? You can't help them in every way, but you can probably help them in a really specific way. So like for myself, I, I talk to marketers. I talk to marketers that are like, you know, more junior than me and about peer level, right? I even find a lot of executives will follow and interact with me too, which is fun. But I'm generally targeting people like me and under, uh, under me. Mm -hmm. that's, that's who I'm targeting. I'm talking to marketers. And then I talk to them about podcasting, audience growth, um, thought leadership. And because I'm usually on LinkedIn, I'm talking a lot about LinkedIn as well. So those are kind of like my four topics that all build into how do I help marketers? How do I become the most helpful person to marketers on the planet? Right. Um, I have a long way to go. It's just a lot of awesome marketers that do a lot better than I do, but you know, you can, 
you can shoot for something big. And then after you do that, how do you want to help them? What kind of advice do you have? Um, what have you learned that would be helpful to them? And maybe you're early on in your career. And I think that's a conversation later on. What do you do when you're in the beginning and you don't have a lot of advice to give? There's, there's a way to do that too. I'm assuming most of the people listening like are somewhere in their careers. They've been working for a while. So once you have what you want to talk about, then you just start posting helpful advice. And I recommend starting with two channels a short form channel and a long form channel. My favorite combination is LinkedIn and podcasting because LinkedIn offers so many avenues to connect and bump into people and connect with them. It's so much easier to kind of like work and get going than something like Twitter. Twitter would probably be my next, one of my next favorites to work. It gets only because it works similarly to LinkedIn. I just think there's more avenues you can get discovered and get found and put LinkedIn to use to work for you. Twitter is a little simpler. TikTok could be a good short form channel. It's a little bit more work to make video content versus written content. Sure. Um, and then a long form channel. It could be a podcast. I like podcasting because it's honestly way easier to record an episode than to write a whole blog post. But maybe you're a fantastic writer and it mm -hmm. needs to be a blog post. Maybe you want to make videos. It could be a YouTube channel. So those are kind of like the three most common long form channels. And I didn't even answer like where to podcast, where to blog or where to put your long form videos. There's multiple options for all of those. And you have to figure mm -hmm. out one, but have a short form and a long form channel. Your long form is where you can do long interviews like this one, like you're doing with a personal podcaster um, or have long, long thoughts, right? Something that takes more than a minute to consume on LinkedIn. It's the short form, usually promoting the long form stuff, but also just getting conversation going there, asking questions, having dialogue. Versus here, I mean, we're having a dialogue together, but your audience isn't going to be dialoguing with you here. It's usually going to be right. in a short form channel. Are those tactics different for people who are just starting their career versus people who are in their career, a little bit established, maybe looking to make a career change? What do you think? It's a little bit different if you're just at the beginning of your career. And actually this advice for the people in the beginning of their career works well for people who are in the middle of their career too. So in the beginning of your career, you're a student and you need to position yourself like a student, but I would honestly position yourself as like a student anytime this works. But in the beginning, of course, this is all you have, um, but be a learner and come off and be like an aggressive learner, <laughs> like pretend like everybody there is got buried treasure and you just have to dig and dig and try to get as much of it out. So anytime someone posts, you're the one there asking the most insightful question to get more out of that post. Be like, okay, that's really good advice. I love those five steps. What would you do? What would be step six? What actually give me more detail on four, four, like, does it go this way or does it go that way? Like, do you, when, what time of day do you do that? Like, give me, tell me more, like, just be the, be the learner. And then go back and report once you've done something that somebody else has said. That becomes your post. Be like, hey, I just saw that Justin Welsh posted about doing it this way. So I've been trying it out for two weeks. And this is what happened. Bam, 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 bam. Or you know what? I tried out this other person's thing. Actually, I tried out this one. I, I wouldn't call out if you're going to say it failed. But I tried out and it didn't work. A bunch of people are telling me this was a thing. and It, it turned out not to be true. Sure. What does everybody think about that? And then you're just getting conversation started on social media. You're actively just say, hey, I'm here to learn. I would even declare like, hey, I'd love to become an expert on this topic. But right now I'm starting from the ground zero. Anybody have any help and give me some resources or people I should talk to if I want to become an expert on this thing. And then let people watch you grow in that topic. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people think they need to hit social media out the gate, like as an expert, but I'm like, trust me, it's better if you start as a student and watch every and let everybody watch you become an expert. I call it learning in the light. Learning in the light. Yes. Because if they watch you grow, they'll know that, you know, my fun little rhyme that's stupid, but now you remember it. <laughs> if they watch you grow, you'll know, they'll know that, you know, um, because if you declare yourself an expert at no one knows you and you're like, I have a PhD, I'm an expert in this thing. Everybody should do it this way. We're all going to be like, we don't know you. I don't know if I like you yet. And, uh, we're going to go back to our conversation over here. <laughs> That's what happens. That's really interesting. Okay, great. What other, do you have any other pieces of advice for career changes or just people who want to level up their careers? I think just by being, being raw and open with what you want to see happen and just put it out there on a place like LinkedIn. Not even many people will see it at first, but, and talk about the journey often. Make that the premise of what you post, like the story bring people into the story of where you're going, you'll find that it works remarkably well. So Angela, like for your podcast, as you get into become the personal podcaster, talk about how you want to grow your career through a personal podcast and you want to help other people do it too, because you've seen other people do it. Mm -hmm. It's not like you, other people have launched solo podcasts and you want to not only like figure it out for yourself, but you want to help other people. You want to document the journey. That's where you're going with this, right? And other people want to join you on that journey, but it's, it's more, a journey is more fun when you don't feel like you have it all together. Like when you're watching Lord of the Rings, they they just get stuck sometimes, right? They're sure. like, shoot, which direction do I go? Be vulnerable in those moments on LinkedIn and people will love you for it. Like people will love, cause they want to help too. They want to be able to answer questions or kind of like feel the suspense with you. So that's kind of the fun part. It's honestly something I need to start doing even more with my personal brand because I don't really have like a declared mission of something I'm trying to go after or something I'm trying to do necessarily. It's kind of like the next iteration that I need to even start doing myself is to say, I'm going to go to the top of that mountain. I don't know if I'm going to make it there, but it's going to be an awesome time trying to get there. I love that. I love the Lord of Lord of the Rings analogy. What would you say to, I agree being raw and vulnerable is great. How, how does one get over the thought of that may not seem professional, et cetera? I don't know. I, I look at my own LinkedIn feed and I see a lot of vulnerability happening all the time. So I think it's just kind of the normal now, but it could just be my own sphere. I'm sure there's a certain amount of industries that are less vulnerable than others. I'm working with marketers and salespeople and we tend to be a little bit more out there. That's good. There's probably some places like law or finance that are going to be more conservative and buttoned up. And then you just have to modify it a bit to be appropriate for those places. Gotcha. But I would still remember all those people still go home and turn on Netflix and watch the same videos and stuff you do. Trust me, they still all want to be a part of the journey and you can do it. I love Um, that. I watched a friend. Gosh, I, I had such a great time watching a friend on Facebook talk about his journey. He was getting out of being, he was a worship leader and then started getting into photography and then niched down into political photography and then rose and like now he was working at the White House. (laughs) It was like ridiculous watching to make this like random journey from like a worship leader at a church to photographer to political photographer. And then he was working in the White House. I was like, what the heck? This is such a crazy, but he would post about it a lot. So he was included. A lot of people are watching and he like, 
we know each other, but like not that well. Like we're we've we've met each other in real life multiple times, but man, but to be able to like watch him do that. Yeah. And then just declare at some point he's like, someday I'm gonna work in the White House. And then the like slowly but surely, like he got there. I was like, wow, so amazing. But I I don't know. I think that's just it will happen. People want to join in that journey. It's gonna be exciting, especially if you set something out there and actually go and shoot for it and achieve it. So that's great. Joining people in their journey, especially in building their personal brands. In one of your recent LinkedIn posts, you encourage your audience, if you want to establish a LinkedIn presence, but are new in your career and feel that you don't have expert advice to offer, post anyway. And that really ties in because people want to join in on the journey. Yep. Post about their journey. Declare, declare that you're going on the journey and then just start giving nuggets of things you're learning along the way. It doesn't always have to be a nugget of what you're learning, but it's helpful to post what you're learning because then that's helpful to other people. Part of what's helpful about sharing the journey is that you can help other people in their journeys, right? You're like, hey, I thought the best way up the mountain was going around this, this path, and uh, that was a bad path. Just telling everybody who's behind me, don't, don't go that route. <laughs> or actually, this was a bigger shortcut than I thought. This ended up really making a difference. Like for me, posting every day to LinkedIn made a huge freaking difference. So I tell people all the time, that was advice given to me by um, Sangram Vajra um, from Terminus. He's like, dude, just post every single day for 90 days. Let me know when you're done. And I uh, posted every day for 90 days. I let him know when I was done. And then I kept going for like another 90 days because it made such a big difference. What are a few resources people can check out if they want to learn more about personal branding? Personal branding. I have not come across a book that's like all, the all-in-one for personal branding yet. I haven't read all those yet. I'm on my way. <laughs> I've read a lot of them, but I haven't read them all. I have read a lot of books on thought leadership and in the professional space, if you're going after a personal brand, like thought leadership's probably in the mix. Like you probably want to stand out for a certain way of thinking or unique contributions. I would highly recommend looking into the topic of thought leadership alongside personal brand, if you want to build a personal brand that it's going to affect your career in some way, generally you want to stand out as a thought leader is probably the best way to build a personal brand. It's not the only way you could become a TikTok star and that's a totally different game, but <laughs> a totally different route, which is so yep. fun. But one book I would recommend on thought leadership, if you want to learn more about that is from, is it called authority by Adam Whitty. And there's one podcast that I did do was someone who wrote a book on thought leadership, but then we just ended up talking about personal branding the whole time. If you go to sweetfishmedia.com and look up thought leaders guide to building a magnetic personal brand. Nice. Okay. And that was with Robin Farman Farminian, uh, long last name, but she was fantastic. And I was blown away by that interview. I'll definitely check that out and I will link that in the show notes. Great. A couple rapid fire questions. What is your best piece of career advice? Gosh, I mean, the sooner you can start a podcast, the better, honestly. I feel like it was the missing piece in my career. I did everything. Like I read books on how to negotiate for a salary. I read books on how to land your first job. I read everything. And I always knew, I, like we all know that it's about who you know, not what you know when it comes to careers. Mm -hmm. And that's for a lot of things. That's for landing the job, mm -hmm. getting the promotion, like the raise, like, like how you grow up in leadership. It's, it's about your relationships. 
Um, and a lot of what, even what you want to achieve in your career, even if it's not like promotion or landing a job or something like is often can be tracked back to like somebody you knew who gave you timely advice. So the sooner you can start building your network um, through what we're talked about today, but specifically through a podcast, because a podcast is the easiest way to reach out to people, um, interview them and get to build that relationship like we're doing right here, right now. Uh, I wish I would have had this earlier in my career. I'm glad I discovered it in my early 30s and not my early 40s or 50s, because I know this is going to be a game changer for my, my career. So that's what I'm telling everybody now, like start a podcast, start a podcast. It's free. It's on Anchor. It doesn't even have to be nearly as pretty as like the cover art you put for your podcast, Angela. <laughs> like it can just be rough. Just start using it to meet people and have, have fun making content together. Mm, that's good. What would you tell someone to get over their perfectionism if that's holding them back from doing something new? That's hard. One, because I'm not a perfectionist. So, but I would think setting smaller deadlines for yourself and say like, hey, I'm going to get this done in 30 minutes. If it's not done in 30 minutes, whatever is done, whatever it is in 30 minutes, no matter how embarrassing it is, I'm committing to doing whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing. It's good. So if it's a LinkedIn post and you're normally taking like an hour and a half, trust mm-hmm. me, you can write a LinkedIn post in 20 minutes. Some, some people write it in five. So you can at least do it in 20. But if you're taking an hour to write a LinkedIn post, start giving yourself smaller, just put constraints on yourself. And if you have a hard time holding to your own constraints, if you're working from home, get your significant other to come and like put a t- stopwatch on you, <laughs> you know, the first couple of times to hold you accountable to it or something. That's awesome. That was a side question, but I had to ask it. What's your current favorite podcast? Current favorite podcast is Noah Kagan's. Uh, Noah Kagan Presents, I think it's called. He's kind of an interesting guy. Um, He's been a marketer for a long time, worked at Facebook, Mint. Mint. Okay. Yeah, Mint early on um, and into it. So he's worked at like some big companies, an early stage growth, like massive growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then has his own company, AppSumo. He's really interesting because he's not interviewing other marketers. He's interviewing creators, mm. lots of YouTubers, people with growing newsletters, people that are more on the media side than on the marketing side, because he knows all the marketing stuff. He's trying to grow as a creator himself because he knows being able to create the best content is what leads to more influence, Right. So I've been following him on his journey and it is very personal as he's bringing up even personal stuff, like the fact that he thought he was going to be married by the time he was at his age and how he wrestles and struggles with that. Um, He had to let go of a long-term relationship. So like, he's actually bringing up like personal stuff in the midst of it. You can kind of tell him like trying to itch to get to the next level as a career. He has lots of famous friends like Tim Ferriss and Ramit Sethi. who are all like way up here and he feels like he's like down here right now. Right. Wow. which he's actually super successful in his own right. But compared to some of his ultra successful friends, he's like, eh. so like, he's just really raw and vulnerable about like some of his, like his, like his own self doubts and things. But you could see him trying to learn and trying to get better and trying to overcome. And he has, he's, he's made huge strides in the last year and a half. So that's been an interesting podcast one, because he's, he's interviewing interesting people, but it's more than just interviews. It's it's I'm listening to it for Noah too. Gotcha. That's fun. That is really great. And obviously a win when bringing in your personal stories. Last question, because you are a leader. What's something that impresses you about potential candidates? 
like the first thing that always stands out to me about potential candidates or ones who are just intentional, <clears throat> like they just went ahead and did something that like nobody else thought of because everybody else is just going through the motions. Um, but if somebody actually takes any kind of initial step to do something that's kind of like extra, like it's, it stands out a lot because if you look at a lot of applications, it's kind of like, Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't know. And it can happen in so many different ways. Um, so that stands out. I honestly, I, gosh, if I'm interviewing candidates, it's usually so hard to figure out if someone's going to be a good fit just from a short interview. My personal philosophy is I like to, I like to hire people on a contract basis first, because then, you know, better, you know, if we did a one or two month project together, then it's way easier. And then the, the people who are good at interviewing, they start to like fade out. Right. Because if you're good at interviewing, that's kind of a bad sign. Mm. You do a lot of interviews and I don't know if I'll like, trust that or not, but unless you're a salesperson, then usually salespeople are good interviews and it should be good interviewers because they're salespeople. It decreases the amount of weight you put on that one hour meeting, which I feel like is inappropriate. Right. Give it, give it, if I can't do a contract of some kind, then I try to do a really long interview. I'm talking like three to four hour long interview to just wow. hear people's whole life story because it's harder to hide. And the people who suck at interviewing, but were great candidates. And honestly, I've worked with some, I've hired some entry level people that I'm like, yep, first impression, so bad but they were so good. <laughs> and the only way I would have known sometimes if I just do blind, like, like hire people blind, like I'd never meet them, but I had a th like hundreds of applicants. And then I just used an Excel spreadsheet to kind of like rank them all. And then I just started picking. Um, those people ended up being better sometimes because first impressions are, are, de are deceptive sometimes. Um, That's good. So I don't know. I actually, I don't find I'm the best high. Like I've hired, I've hired, people that I thought would be great. They were bad too. So I don't yeah. know, hiring's guessing. <laughs> so I try to make the hiring process as long as possible. Um, things that stand out though, are definitely, if you do anything different, intentional, honestly, podcasting is still the best way because you get to know people. If you're on LinkedIn and doing cool stuff, I've probably seen you out there before. There's probably like three or four young people on LinkedIn that I, I just have in my head that I'm like, yes, if I ever get a chance to hire someone like them, I'm reaching out to them. Before I even open up the application, I'm reaching out to them. I have like two people wow. on my mind that are in that spot because I'm, because I'm like, they're killing it on LinkedIn. No, three people, three people. Um, so I'm like, if you're out there and killing it on LinkedIn, trust me, the, the people, there's a lot of people like me watching. And if you even hint that you're looking for a job on LinkedIn, I'm coming after you. <laughs> but even if I have something that I think would be a good fit, I'm probably, I'm going to, I'm going to come after you first rather than you coming after me. That's great perspective, Dan. So building your personal brand can really benefit on LinkedIn, in the podcasting world, through other social mediums, and the professionals who are looking like yourself, the leaders who are looking like yourself, they will take notice. That is great advice. Thank you. Where can people connect with you? LinkedIn, of course. LinkedIn. Come on. I love it when people find me on LinkedIn. They're like, I heard you on B2B Growth or the show because I usually say this is usually how I finish podcasts is come and find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash IN slash digital marketing Dan. Um, find me, push the connect button. Um, I love to connect with pretty much everybody. So connect with me, shoot me a message, anything like that. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today. This was great. And I'm so excited for our audience to listen. 
fantastic. Thanks for having me on. You've been listening to Personal Podcaster. Thanks so much for joining us today. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. And if you can, please leave us a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.